Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. people. Welcome to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Hi friends. Hello. I am so glad you are here and tuning in. First of all, thank you so much for joining me here on this new platform. I am so freaking excited. I'm having an amazing time recording these, to be honest, just to set the scene for you right now. Sitting on the floor of the guest room because the acoustics are best in here. I have a cup of tea. It is raining outside. Blue is here next to me. It's a very cozy scene and on Honestly, I am feeling very grateful to be able to do this and record this episode. So just to start things off, I wanted to mention if you do like this podcast, I know you haven't heard it yet, but after you listen, if you do like it and you would like to follow the podcast and leave it a rating on whatever platform you're listening on, I would so much appreciate it. I will give you a little smooch on each of your cheeks if you leave me a rating. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'll give you a smooch. Welcome to the first episode of Acting My Age. Oh my goodness, I'm excited. So for this inaugural episode, I was a little bit nervy. I was thinking, how do I make the best impression? It's like a first date, you know, and I haven't been on one of those since I was 14. So um, yeah, it's a little bit nervous. Anyway, I realized a lot of you probably found me through something skincare related, and it's a topic that I talk about often, and you guys always ask me about it. This episode covers my freaking struggles with my self-confidence around my skin. I break down my entire skincare routine, and I answer some of your burning questions about skincare in general. I want to preface this because it is the first episode going up. This episode is a bit more serious than many of my other ones will be. For instance, the next episode is the embarrassing story episode and it is quite raunchy and vile and vulgar, so expect many episodes to be like that (laughs) and some to be more serious like this where you get a peek at what's going on in my head behind the scenes. And one last thing before we start it off, I do want to remind you that I am not an expert. I'm not an esthetician. I'm not a dermatologist. I am no expert whatsoever. (laughs) I just have been working 
with and around skincare for like the last three or four years. So I, I have learned a lot, but I am no freaking expert. So take everything that I say in this with a grain of salt. Make sure to always do your research and trust the professionals. Okay, enough disclaimers. I'm so, so excited about this. I hope you enjoy the first episode. Let's talk about pimples and why they make me cry. So to start this all off, I'm just going to walk you through my skin journey. In middle school, I didn't really have acne. Like I wasn't someone that got really bad acne right when I hit puberty. I would say I got like a few little bumps here and there, but looking back at photos now, I'm like, damn, my skin was pretty good compared to what's been happening now. Oof, but we'll talk about that in a bit. So yeah, my skin wasn't that bad in middle school. Um, in high school, I definitely had a lot of like congestion on my forehead and I would get the occasional bump. But again, when I was looking back at photos, I was like, all right, she wasn't so bad. Her skin was not so bad. But of course, you're always your toughest critic. And I remember feeling like my skin was pretty bad. I would say like senior year, I had fringe bangs. Um, so that just contributed a lot to my forehead pimples. Um, a lot of oil going on in there. So I, I remember starting to get a little bit into skincare senior year, but not really. Like I'm trying to even remember what I used and I don't think it was much. Yeah, it wasn't like I didn't have a full ass regimen. I probably maybe even went to bed with makeup on. <gasps> Gasp, a few nights a week. I don't know. No, I don't think I did that. I think I just had, you know, basic bitch high school routine, like Neutrogena makeup wipes, some type of drugstore face wash and some type of drugstore moisturizer. It all gets interesting when I move to New York. The city of lights, the city of dreams, the city of never sleeps, whatever you want to call it. I definitely don't think the city of lights is New York. I think I'm getting that confused with somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe that's Paris? Fuck, I don't know. Anywho, I'm in New York now, living the goddamn dream. I'm starting at FIT, having the best time until my skin decides to rebel and turn against me. So there was a lot of pollution in New York and I honestly blame it mostly on the air situation in my dorm room. The air like ventilator system was just so bad and I just always felt so icky with that air that was pushed out into our room and my my roommate Grace, <laughs> now one of my besties, um, she just, bless her heart, could not sleep with the window open. It caused a lot of beef between us. No, just kidding. I mean, I was fucking annoyed with her because I was burning up sweating on top of my dorm bed every night, but she wouldn't let me open the window and our uh, AC was not working. So anyway, I just always felt really creeped out by the air that was coming out of that dang heater, to be honest. I just could feel that it wasn't good air. <laughs> yeah, some probably nasty recycled air with all the dorm rooms and all of the, the, alcohol consuming sex having college students <laughs> uh, anyway my skin got really bad I had never dealt with my skin being like that before like it was just so much all at once and of course once it starts getting bad you just kind of go crazy you pick at it pop it you try so many products you do so much you do so many acne treatments and honestly it usually makes it worse because you're going so hard your skin's like whoa it tries to overcorrect and then you get a billion more pimples so it was a bad time it was a very bad time i remember being so upset about my skin all the time i would cry to sage like almost every day about how bad it was i just remember feeling like 
absolute shit about myself. That's the one thing I'll talk about this. I'm sure plenty of times in this episode, but that's the one thing that like really gets my confidence. Like it takes down my confidence. A lot of you guys ask like how I am so confident or whatever, but honestly, the only thing that really gets me is when my skin is bad. It takes me down a lot. Like it, it just knocks me down a bunch of pegs. I guess you could say it just made me feel like shit. I was just researching my heart out, trying to figure out what the heck to do. I remember I tried everything guys. This was a time where I tried literally everything on the internet. Like I'm sure a lot of you have tried these things. Like I tried that Aztec Indian like healing clay mask. I tried putting like straight up vitamin E oil out of a capsule all over my face. I tried Curology. I tried like African black soap. I tried aloe. Like I tried literally everything and nothing really worked. It just kept getting worse and worse. And then I discovered acne.org just through some searches, like how to clear your skin. And there, you know, they have the videos like I cleared my skin, how I cleared my skin forever or whatever. Um, so yeah, I discovered acne.org and it was the game changer. Obviously this is not spawns. We're not at that stage in this podcast yet. Hopefully soon though. Hey, so I started, I ordered, I remember I ordered acne.org and I had it delivered to my parents' house in California. I was going there for Thanksgiving. So it was my freshman year Thanksgiving is when I started using acne.org. I went back and watched one of my old videos and it took until about, I think January to really notice that my skin was like clear. And I remember taking the before photo with my skin just covered, so irritated, pimples all over my face. The acne.org process, it's benzoyl peroxide. Um, I believe it's 2.5% benzoyl peroxide. It just dries the shit out of your skin. That's, that's what it does. Like it kills everything and your skin is so dry at the beginning and your skin looks like shit with makeup on because it's so dry. Like that's the key to having makeup sit well on your face is having it be moisturized correctly. But when you're doing really heavy acne treatments, it's not super moisturized and hydrated so your makeup looks like shit which makes everything feel worse ah gosh so fun it's fun times right i finally cleared my skin using acne.org and you literally just have to listen and follow their instructions it took a while but i finally got it clear and then (laughs) i discovered glossier i was working with glossier i think at that time like i believe i came a glossier rep in like that that January. So that is how I got introduced to so many skincare products. It all started with Glossier because I was not in the like social media influencer blogger world or whatever you want to call it. I was not in that yet. I wanted to be, but I wasn't in it. (laughs) So yeah, Glossier was an intro to the realm of skincare and uh, I started trying so many things. It was just crazy town. I started getting sent some things and then fast forward now to me like four years later and my skin had basically the same breakout that I had when I first moved to New York. Like in the last month, my skin has been the worst it's been in four years. Like it's been ass guys. I just, this time it was honestly so much worse because now I have drawers and drawers and drawers of skincare sent to me. Like some of the best quote-unquote best products some really expensive products some really high quality and like I still was breaking out and which just made me feel like shit because like just my thoughts are like yo Rohini you've been through this before you're around skincare all the time you've learned so much like why is this happening like you should know better like you should know how to cure this you know because I just felt like I like I was just mad at myself like honestly and 
it was just really bad. <laughs> now I am doing like sponsored skincare stories. So I have to be using skincare on my Instagram story and I have to be like, you know, showing my bare face. And when it looks like shit, I don't want to show it. And I also feel like that doesn't really sell a skincare product when you're breaking out. Like no one wants to really buy that. I, at least that's what I think, or at least that's what I would tell myself. <laughs> so that just became like a lot of pressure for me and I was postponing things and pushing deadlines off and like you know just being a slacker about my content I was due because I just felt so shitty about my skin so I went back guys hold on let me take a sip of tea I went back to my old video I actually was vlogging that day so you can see that on my channel, but I went back and watched my old How I Cleared My Skin for Good video and I just went back and did the acting.org regimen as it was supposed to be done. I stopped using basically all of my skincare um, and I just went back to basics and it is taking a while. Like it's not a fast thing, which is what my main problem was is because the products that I have now are super, usually super potent and super like high quality. So they work really fast for like the surface level, you know, like they will help you with texture for just that night. And then the next day or morning, you're still going to break out. If that makes sense. Like it's like very fast results, but it's not actually getting to the problem. So I just had this unrealistic expectation now about how fast my skincare should be working and how fast I should be able to clear my skin. So the first while I just was like, dude, this is terrible. This is never going to get better. I was feeling like absolute ass about it. And I was crying on Sage's shoulder, like I guess a couple weeks ago now. And that's how I came up with the title of this podcast, Pimples Make Me Cry, because they are the thing that when I look in the mirror and I see my skin looking like shit, that is going to make me the most upset out of anything. Like it just... I don't know. It cuts me deep. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate with that. Like it just is so shitty. Fast forward. I've been like really doing the acne.org regimen for, so it's been about almost a month now that I've been really doing the regimen as it's supposed to be done. So I will tell you exactly what I'm using right now on my skin and what has helped me. And at this point, my skin is pretty much not breaking out anymore. Not completely, but a lot of the areas that were just so angry and popping up every day I'd wake up with new ones, they're all pretty much calmed down. So that's really good. <laughs> and actually this morning, Sage was like, wow, are you wearing makeup? And I was like, no. And he's like, your skin looks so good, which, ugh. Love that. He was gassing me up. Made me feel so good. I was like, really? You mean it? My skin really looks good. <laughs> so that made me happy. Yeah. So we're on the mend, guys. It, it, it is possible. <laughs> so yeah, I'll tell you exactly what I'm using at the moment. Here's the whole routine. At night, I use the, uh, if I'm wearing makeup, I use an oil cleanser first. I've just been using the go-to skincare oil cleanser to get my makeup off. And then I use the CeraVe foaming facial cleanser, which is what I used to use back in the day. Like it's just been my OG facial cleanser from the drugstore and it has niacinamide in it I believe and it has like some good ceramides it's just like literally what the dermatologist recommends it says that on the bottle but <laughs> it's just so basic and just straight to the point and it doesn't have any extra things um then I just use the acne.org benzoyl peroxide 
and you put a lot, a lot on. And the whole thing is that I was doing wrong is you just coat it on your skin and you don't rub it in. You just literally like lightly coat it all over your skin and then you let it soak in for 10 minutes. You want to rub it in your face. Like that's your automatic reaction. Like, oh, I got to rub this in, but nope. You just got to let it sit for 10 minutes. So every night I'm sitting there just waiting, staring at the wall, <laughs> letting all my skincare soak in. And actually Sage uses the BP too. So we put it on at the same time and then like talk or whatever for 10 minutes. <laughs> but while our while our BP soaks in. So we are the acne.org poster children. Then after that, I use the Drunk Elephant Proteiny Moisturizer. That's just been my my ride or die moisturizer, you know? It just really works for me. In my moisturizer, every night I add like two drops of jojoba oil and I add like two drops of rosehip oil. Jojoba oil is from the acne.org website. They recommend that uh, as a moisturizer and I trust them with my life. (laughs) Like they know what they're doing. So I got that and it helps with hydration. When you're using this strong benzoyl peroxide, your skin literally just flakes off. So you need some extra moisturizer in there. And the jojoba oil is what I've found to be the best without being too oily and making me break out and clogging my skin even more because that was another problem I was having. So yeah, that's what I do. And then in the morning, I wash my face with just Uh, like if I work out, then I'll wash my face with the CeraVe face wash in the shower. Or if I didn't work out, I'll just, um, in the morning, wash it off with a washcloth and warm water. And I use the acne.org again in the morning and then the moisturizer again. So I literally have not been adding anything extra. I've been starting to like slowly add something in like now, maybe once a week, I'm exfoliating with my old favorite the Tata Harper Regenerating Cleanser. It has AHA and BHA in it, and it is like a physical exfoliant as well, but it's super gentle. So that used to be my favorite. I used to use it every single night. So I've started to add that in like once a week. And then I also, if I have like, like right now I have kind of a deep underground pimple on my cheek, which is weird because I never used to break out there. Um, then I'll add in the drunk elephant glycolic acid at night, just on that spot as like a spot treatment. And it helps it exfoliate faster and go away faster. So that was a lot. and cutting everything out guys literally as soon as I try to add something new in um it doesn't mean that the product doesn't work it's just too soon like my skin just needs to chill the fuck out it's like a sign my skin is just telling me Rohini girl you're trying way too many products you need to chill the fuck out take it down a notch and just relax (laughs) let your skin like figure out who it is if that even makes sense that's what I've been doing and it is working it's just a slow process and I am honestly still kind of horrified with how many dark spots and pigment scars I have on my face because I'm so pale. That's the thing. Like, I'm such a pale gal. My Scandinavian blood is just doing me dirty in this case. Like, I'm so pale. So, all of the marks show so much. I want to, when when we can go back out in society, I want to, like, get a spray tan and, like, really try to do things so I feel a little bit better about myself. I've been considering doing self-tan at home, but I've never done it, so I'm kind of scared. But I guess now's the time because no one would see me except Sage if I messed up. (laughs) So maybe I'll do that. But I've just been trying to learn ways to be nicer to myself in this time because it is freaking brutal. (laughs) 
Okay, I had to take another little tea break and uh, catch my breath. <laughs> so yeah, basically, I think what happened is I just tried too many products and I forgot that my skin is actually really sensitive. Oh, not sensitive, it's reactive. And it doesn't like super complicated things. It just likes to keep it simple. And I was trying too many things and I wasn't being strict with my BP regimen because that is what keeps me clear. And I'm always so surprised if I miss a day and I get a pimple the next day. I'm like, ah, oh, what the heck? But I just have to stick with it. <laughs> and my skin will hopefully stay, stay clear if I just relax a little bit. I also wanted to talk about like my experience with getting facials and going to the dermatologist because a lot of you guys were asking about that as well. Um, I am very sus about dermatologists just for me personally. I completely understand some people have severe, severe cystic acne that is so painful and like, you know, it's like you have no other option at that point. Like you feel like you just cannot get this acne to go away. So a lot of people go to the dermatologist and get prescribed um, medications, which I totally understand why you do that. But for me personally, I just am super sus because when I have gone to the dermatologist in the past and I've gone like quite a few times. I went in high school a couple times. I went in New York a couple times to different ones and they just never, I don't know. I haven't had the best experiences with doctors overall, but I just feel like they never really actually gave a shit about what was actually happening with my skin. Like they just took one look at me and they're like, eh, okay, let's try some antibiotics. Eh, yeah. You want some shots? Like I'll like make these go down. Not to mention the one, one place I went, they were like, oh yeah, you want us to like inject some like maybe cortisone. I forgot what it is to make those like active ones go down. And I was going with my insurance, like my school insurance. Because I wouldn't have just, at that point, like, I had no money. I wouldn't have just paid for that out of pocket. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, they just made it seem like it was something that they always do. And it was part of the appointment. And uh, then I got billed, like, $500 for those injections a couple months later. Because it wasn't covered by my insurance. Like, that just seemed so shitty, you know? Like, they could tell I was a young college student. Why would you, like damn, why would you do me like that? But anyway, that's not really why I'm sus. I'm just, for me personally, my whole view on my health and everything is that I need to treat everything from the inside out because I know when something's happening on the outside, it's a reaction to the inside because my skin and my body and everything is very sensitive that way. So like it just reacts. My, my body and skin reacts so fast to what's going on inside. So I just am way more of a person like let's actually treat this rather than just like shove some type of medicine on top of it. This is just for me guys. I understand that everyone is different. Okay. So this is just how I feel. For myself. <laughs> Sage did Accutane. A lot of my friends did Accutane. Like, I'm not saying that that is necessarily bad overall, although I am very sketched out by some of the, um, the side effects and everything, but I don't need to talk about that. So, I am a very natural gal. Like, I'm an Eastern medicine type of gal. That's how I was raised. I go to the naturopath. Like, I am just on that wavelength. So I know that's not for everyone and that's fine. You know, that is something that I think we should all, I think that's just part of becoming an adult is like understanding and accepting that other people's opinions don't have to completely align with your own. And as long as you like have mutual respect and kindness for each other, then it's all Gucci guys. <laughs> so yeah, that's just how I, that's the wavelength I'm operating on. I guess I should mention that too. I have been going to a naturopath and she has me on like literally so many pills. It's insane. Like supplements, not like um, prescription medication or whatever. I take like, oh my God, I had to order this pill case. I felt like a freaking grandma. <laughs> and I, I take probably 20 pills a day. I don't know, 15. Like they are, there's so many. And some of them are so big. I shit you not. One of them is the size of a grape. 
Like it's bigger than my thumb and I have to take that four times a day. (laughs) Okay. This is a side note, but my biggest pet peeve, not my biggest. Okay. That's dramatic. One of my biggest pet peeves is when adults can't swallow pills. I have two of my best friends, I'm calling you out, Catherine and Sal, can't swallow pills. And it just bothers me. I don't know why, but I'm like, just swallow it. Like, it's just like any other food. Just swallow it. And they can't do it. I don't know why it bugs me so much, but it just does. It just doesn't. I'm like, dude, just swallow. Swallow. And they're like, they can't. So funny. I've I've watched both of them try to like swallow a pill and they just like literally spit it back up. Like, <laughs> it's so entertaining to watch. But thank God I'm a good pill swallower because I have to take like 15 of those baddies a day. Ugh. So that also is one of the ways that I'm trying to treat my skin is by getting my internal shit figured out because I have some stuff going on. I think that topic deserves its own podcast episode, but uh, very briefly, I have some hormonal issues, some issues, and my like whole gut situation is not the best, so she has me on like a bunch of different things because uh, I got a food sensitivity test and I'm not supposed to eat <laughs> gluten. <laughs> R.I.P. Fuck, I love bread. Um, baguettes specifically and biscuits. I've been making a lot of biscuits in the past, but not anymore. FML. Um, and I'm not supposed to have eggs and I'm not supposed to obviously have meat or any dairy. So guess what? Your girl has to go vegan again. Um, I have been eating vegan now since, I don't know, like three or four weeks ago when I got the test back. Uh, luckily it's easier since we are in quarantine. I just, you know, it's going to be hard when we can go back in the real world again, because I really would enjoy like a baguette and some butter. She said, hopefully I can take like, eventually I'll be able to take a digestive enzyme if I know I'm going to be eating like bread or something I shouldn't eat and it'll all be fine. So that's a tangent. I am going back to my vegan veganism and I'm just trying to take way more supplements and make sure I'm not deficient in a lot of vitamins and nutrients because that's what happened last time and la-di-da-di-da. So that's another, that should be another podcast episode. I want to mention that I am taking a bunch of supplements that also is probably contributing to my skin getting better because I'm working on everything on the inside and hopefully that is reflecting on the outside. Da-da-da-di-da. So yeah, getting facials has been super, super helpful um, just because it's a really nice reset. But I will say every esthetician has their own views, you know, like they have their own recommendations and every spa uses a different skincare line. So every time you go to a new spa, they want you to use that skincare. They recommend that skincare. So it's just, it's like a very helpful tool and I'm so lucky that I can get facials. But at the same time, I think it kind of was confusing my skin even more. So I don't know. I'm still definitely going to get them probably like just less often. Like it's as a nice reset, they recommend like every season get a facial to reset your skin. But I do think if you are someone who does not have any skincare routine right now and you're really, really breaking out, like I I had a lot of uh, women in their like mid twenties or late twenties messaging me being like, what the fuck? Why am I breaking out? I would definitely recommend you go to an esthetician. That's like the perfect case to go. Um, because they will just see what's going on. They can work with you to get a plan and if you can afford it, like buying their products that they recommend, paying for the facials regularly, like that can definitely, definitely work. And I've seen uh, a lot of success stories with that. So that's my two cents on that. So back to the title of this podcast, Pimples Make Me Cry. Uh, I already talked about it a little bit earlier, but this shit cuts me so 
deep and I am going to share just a few things that have made me hate myself a little less. That's so extreme because I don't want to encourage anyone to like talk to themselves like that. Like talking to yourself with a negative voice and saying like you fucking ugly bitch is not helpful. But I would be lying if I said I hadn't done that in the last couple months. Like I don't know what it is, dude. I just turned so mean to myself when my skin is bad. It's not not good. So it's been, it's been like an active thing. I'm trying to be nicer to myself in that area. Like it's just, it's not okay to talk to yourself like that. Damn, you got to be nice to yourself. So a few things that have helped me, um, when I am getting ready for bed and washing my face, I turn off the light in the bathroom, (laughs) like the, the light that's directly over the mirror. I turn that shit off. I like have either the light in the bedroom. So it's just like in the background or just like surrounding lights. So it's just a lot less harsh. You can't really see quite as much as what of what's going on. You can't really see the pimples. You just wash your face. You go on with your skincare routine and you do not stare at yourself in the mirror because if you do, at least this is what I do, I pick the shit out of my face. If I get all up close in there with some lights on and I stare at my face, I am going to pick. I try so hard not to I like will walk away and be like, nope. And then I'll like turn around and see something in the corner of my eye and be like, yep, gotta do it. I am so bad about that. And I know it's not good guys, but like it is just something that I can't stay away from. So turning off the lights has really helped me with that. And Sage will like be in bed. And if he sees me start to pick, he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't pick your face. (laughs) So he's like my own little pick patrol. (laughs) That's cute. Pick patrol. That's really helped me. And also before bed, like instead of having the lights on, I'll just like have a candle on, candle lit, a candle on. I'll have a candle lit when I'm putting on my skincare. Even though like I can't see myself in that instance, I just am seeing myself from like Sage's point of view. This is hella like sad, but, and I just don't feel good about what I look like. So that puts me in a bad mood. Like that's like not sexy in my mind. I don't feel sexy. I don't feel cute. So I like have a candle lit. So it's a lot more dim lighting. I'm like, oh yeah, this is better. This is a better vibe so then I can do my skincare routine and feel just a little bit better and more calm about the whole situation before I go to bed. Um, That's been helping me a lot and also just when my skin was like super, 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 super crazy bad, like when it was a lot of active pimples, I just would avoid the mirror all day literally and like I would basically put on concealer like pretty soon after I got up because I could not stand the sight of my own reflection, like literally could not stand it, which is so sad. Like when I say that out loud, I'm like, oh man, because if any of you guys were telling me that saying like girl I can't even look at myself like I hate myself I hate what I see in the mirror like I'd be like no don't say that like you're beautiful this is just temporary like it's so much easier to give advice to someone else (laughs) than to yourself because it's just it's just hard you know so I thought this might be a nice topic to talk about because I feel like a lot of you may have struggled with this in the past and it's just temporary. That's what Sage always tells me whenever I'm upset. He's like, it's just temporary. It'll go away. It always does. It's just temporary. Even though this time it lasted a hell of a lot longer than it had in the past. He's right. It is temporary and you just have to believe that it's going to get better. And something that I've been doing also, this is hella cheesy guys. When I'm putting on my skincare, like I try to visualize my skin being clearer. Yes, I know it's cheesy, whatever, woo woo. But I'm just like putting on my skincare, rubbing in my lotion and like picturing my skin glowing, healthy, like thriving, clear. And I think that is good. I think that's the energy you need to put into it rather than like, oh my God, my skin's never going to get clear. Like God, I look so ugly. Oh my God. You know, that's not going to help anything. You're just going to feel worse. And even if you're just saying like, oh, my skin's going to be clear just to say it, 
it's better it's better to have some positive thoughts and vibes going around than some negative ass shit. And that's helped me a lot because, you know, you just got to get through it and you got to do the best you can, but it is not an easy thing. It is really not. So next up, I'm going to answer some of your burning questions. I just asked, what is your top skincare question? Like, what do you just keep wondering? doesn't have to be a specific product or anything. It's just like an overall question about skincare. And like I said before, I am not an expert, okay? I'm just me. I'm Rohini. (laughs) Hi. And this is just my thoughts and opinions. And I'm going to reference a lot of like YouTubers and people you can tune into to actually learn more. In general, this is something you will learn about me if you don't know it already. I am not good with facts. I am not someone who can pull a fact out and just like spit facts and numbers. I have never been able to do that. I'm usually always wrong if I try to say a number off the top of my head. It just doesn't work out. So I'm not going to try to be all scientific and like quote my sources with this. I'm just going to simply drop what I know and uh, give you guys some other resources to check it out more. So that is that. Let us answer your questions. First question I thought was a juicy one. Let's spill some tea. Um, Is eye cream really that different than just putting moisturizer under your eyes? Oh boy. I have a few thoughts on this. <laughs> um, I have a few thoughts on a lot of things. That's why we have a damn podcast for me chatting by myself for an hour. So I believe, and a lot of the YouTubers that I really respect, um, Susan Yara, Hiram, they believe, and I also kind of believe that eye cream is just a scam. Like it's made up by the beauty industry to sell more products. But I will say eye creams for aging women, women who are getting wrinkles under their eyes and puffy bags and or dark circles, like I do think a specific cream to target those concerns is a, is a good thing to have. But I feel like for someone my age, 22, it's just not necessary to buy a different cream for under your eyes. And I actually find whenever I've tried eye creams, they make my eyes burn nine out of 10 times. I ha- I've maybe only found one that doesn't make my eye under eye burn. I just use my regular moisturizer and it works way better. I have found that when I'm using a specific eye cream, it actually makes things worse. Like my eyes end up being more irritated and itchy and red and dehydrated. Like I don't know what it is, but when I just use my regular moisturizer and like gently bring it up under my eyes, that works much better for me. If you have a specific concern, again, like if you have really dark under eye circles or your eyes are really puffy or you're starting to get wrinkles, like yes, find an eye cream that works specifically just for that. That's the tea. And Leah Yu, I'm pretty sure, talks about this a lot on her channel too. Lots of YouTubers talk about this. Lots of YouTubers who are skincare experts, I should say, (laughs) um, talk about that. So that is my my tea. I wrote under that bullet point, the eye cream scam. Dun, 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 the eye cream scam. Sounds so intense. Next question, I love this question. Is oil actually bad for your face or are there certain types of oils and products that are good. So I, as you might have heard earlier, I am a big fan of oils because your skin naturally produces oils. I would much rather have my everyday gentle ride or die moisturizer, such as my drunk elephant proteiny, and then add an oil to boost the moisture rather than buying an extra moisturizing cream, if that makes sense. I'd rather add oils to boost moisture than buying another product. Personally, Rosehip oil is is amazing. It's done wonders for me. And that is what I used to use all the time 
when my skin was really bad and that is what has helped my skin the dark marks fade rosehip oil is very very helpful to lighten up your dark marks and just to even out the whole skin tone and texture of your skin but i will say it has a bit of it's like it's like weird it's not the most hydrating oil you would think like oh aren't all oils hydrating rosehip oil actually is not the most hydrating it's more like for me at least it helps more with brightening and evening things out and calming down my skin but jojoba oil jojoba oil i will uh i will recommend that you look up acne.org jojoba oil and they will talk all about why god if i say jojoba one more time i'm gonna freaking freak out i want to say jojoba because it's more fun but i no, that's not how you say it. Jojoba oil has a lot of great benefits and it is uh, a similar oil, like the breakdown of the oil is similar to the oils in our skin. So that's just the whole goal is something that your skin's going to recognize and think like, hey, this is kind of like me. So yeah, that's cool. I'm not going to break out. That's the whole point. Those are my two favorite oils. There are a lot of other really good ones too, but those are just the ones that I use regularly. I, I think oils are great. And people who actually have oily skin, would benefit from using oils. I know that sounds counterproductive, but if you have overly oily skin, it means your skin is producing too much oil because it is getting the wrong signals. So yeah, that, I could talk about this for way too long, but definitely research it, look into it more. And uh, yeah, oils are, oils are the shit, man. That's what I feel anyway. But also make sure you're not putting too much on because that will clog your pores. Like oils will clog your pores if you're not using them correctly. Anyway, next question. This one was asked a couple times. What order are all your products supposed to go in? There are plenty of videos made specifically to answer this question, but my understanding is what feels heaviest to lightest, basically. Lightest to heaviest, sorry, geez. The heaviest feeling product uh, should go last. So oils are pretty damn heavy and pretty thick and just heavy and that should go last but in my case I mixed it with my moisturizer a, a basic breakdown of a product regimen oil cleanser regular facial cleanser a toner if you're using a toner or an essence those are both very lightweight put them on with a cotton pad or with your fingers or whatever a serum would go next as if it's a lightweight serum some serums are more heavy they feel it more like oils serums go next moisturizer and oil that's just kind of a breakdown like a fast fast breakdown of it but there are lots of videos to talk about certain because certain ingredients you're not supposed to mix with each other so I would just recommend looking up a video I'm I've seen one from Susan Yara or Hiram or Leah Yu they all have so many amazing videos about skincare um, but basically just kind of the rule of thumb is what is heaviest goes last because if you put a lightweight product over a heavy one, it's not going to be able to penetrate and actually get to your skin. It's just going to sit on top of the heavy one, which is actually going to clog your pores more. Ah, so fun, right? Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm out of breath. So next question, but actually though, do you find your diet affects your skin? For me, yes, I do find that it affects my skin. In high school, I ate so much dairy. I ate like freaking two bowls of cereal a day at least. I was a dairy fiend and I, the only pimples I had in high school were on my forehead. Like literally if you look up acne from dairy, like those are the pimples that I had on my forehead. Just like super small bumpies. I, I really do feel that your diet affects your skin and I know so many women like that are in their late 20s or 30s and they're over their like uh breakout phase like they're not really breaking out very much but if they eat a lot of sweets or a lot of uh, junk food they're gonna get a pimple when they normally don't i definitely do feel like diet affects your skin i firmly believe that everything you put into your body you know 
Everything on the inside affects the outside. As above, so below, as within, so without, whatever the fuck that phrase is. I do believe that. So if you are someone who is eating like shit and you still have good skin, like, damn, congrats, you won the lottery. I know plenty of people can eat like shit and their skin is fine. I'm jealous. You know, I am. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not jealous because I am jealous. For the most part, if you're having a certain acne concern, I would just recommend doing a holistic approach. Like, don't just do the products. Eat the food and the supplements and the probiotics and look into everything because you know what? Why not try everything at once? Why not try everything that you can because you have a better chance of clearing it up, you know? Next question. How long should you wait to see if a product is really working? It's a really good question and something that I have struggled with because like I said earlier, I just want instant gratification. But uh, I believe the experts say you should wait at least two weeks and it often takes months for a product to really work. My two cents, for me at least, it's very easy for me to tell when a product, when my skin doesn't like a product. Like I said earlier, my skin's super reactive. So Often if, if I use something that I shouldn't be using the next morning or even within a few hours, I'm going to have a reaction to it. I get like little itchy pimples that are just super annoying and they just pop up out of nowhere. So for me, I can tell pretty fast when a product is not good. That being said, when you're getting rid of acne, there is usually a purging process, which is what I was going through the last couple weeks. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm on the other side of that. So... When you're using, for instance, the benzoyl peroxide, before I started using it, like regularly, I had a bunch of really little teeny weeny pimples, closed comedones, I believe they're called. I just had texture everywhere. Like when you, when I took a selfie, I could see little bumpies everywhere. When I've been going through this acne.org regimen, I have been breaking out a lot. And your initial reaction is like, oh, stop. I need to stop this product because I'm breaking out. But nope, I was actually purging all of those little under the skin cloggages. <laughs> God damn, that's the worst word I've ever said. It's not even a word. All of the clogged pores were purging, basically. So you have to be aware of if you're purging, if your skin is just purging itself out, getting rid of all the nasties, or if you're having a reaction. I think for acne products, you need to wait. It's going to take a couple months, so just be patient. Best products to lighten dark spots. Also, oh God, see, like I said, I'm really bad at quoting exact facts, but I believe that your skin regenerates basically and all of your skin cells are replaced every two months could be wrong but i think it's every two months so basically if you have some dark spots they're going to be there for two months you can use products to help lighten them faster but two months is a turnaround time so don't expect miracles any faster than that <laughs> i'm telling myself this guys too because shit the best products to lighten dark spots uh also i should mention like there's a difference between physical scarring and pigment scarring you have some really deep cystic acne you are probably hopefully not but you might be left with some physical scars they are you can feel them if you run your fingers over them there's a little divot it looks like a little chunk perhaps was taken out of your skin pigment scarring is what i have and it is just leftover pigment from your pimple and your angry patch of skin so i have little like dark purpley marks all over my face. <laughs> Yay! They're like reddish purple. That's usually what people mean when they ask how to lighten dark spots. It's usually talking about pigment scarring. My favorite products for this, vitamin C, AHA, BHA, which is alpha hydroxy acid, beta hydroxy acids. Rosehip oil for me has helped a lot and it's much more gentle uh, than using a, like an AHA. And retinol is another way, but for me, I'm 
kind of scared to use retinol because my face is so like it's just in a sensitive place right now we need to be we need to be kind and gentle to her right now i'm using rosehip oil every day and i'm using ha uh, my ha bha scrub like twice a week and that is as much as i can handle i was trying to use vitamin c regularly and it was making me break out it was too much you just really have to listen to your skin because sometimes it's too much too fast and what i was telling myself is like don't get greedy like you're you need to focus on getting rid of the pimples first just get those fuckers out of the way get them gone and don't get greedy about trying to lighten your skin at the same time too or lighten the dark marks focus on getting the pimples gone and then once those are all gone then you can then you can move on to lightening what's left but if you try to do both at the same time too fast you might just make your skin more angry and confused. Those are my favorites. There are a lot of other things that people recommend. What I will never use and I will never recommend it, just me personally, I think it's way too intense to be doing at home, is um, microdermabrasion. Like those little rolly tools that have mini needles in it. I just think that's way too intense to do at home unless you're a professional, unless you have been taught by your esthetician or someone how to use it properly. It is just not something that people should be throwing around. Like, it makes me so nervous. I've heard of people spreading infections all over their fucking face from those things. Like, that is, it's just, it's just quite intense. It's quite invasive to me. I know a lot of people love it, especially people with deep, deep physical scarring from cystic acne. I know a lot of people have found success. So, I'm not saying don't consider it at all, but I am saying if you do want to consider it, please, 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 please research it and learn how to use it properly. If you're seeing an esthetician or dermatologist, ask them first because you can make your skin ill whole lot worse if you don't know how to use those things properly. That is my, <laughs> that's my tangent about that. Those are some questions. There was a lot more, but I feel like those were the most requested questions. I feel like I need to just, I feel like I need to make more disclaimers. Everyone's face and skin and body and everything is so different everyone is a unique person on this planet. Our personalities are all unique, so why wouldn't our skin be unique, you know? What works for me might not work for you. What works for your favorite YouTuber might not work for you. What works for Susan Yara and Hiram might not work for you, you know? Um, you just have to find out something that is agreeable with your skin and you need to stick with it and you need to be patient and you need to be kind to yourself. I'm saying this so that I listen to because I can't be calling myself an ugly bitch in the mirror anymore. <laughs> oh guys, oh my goodness. I figured this was a nice way to kick off this this little podcast because a lot of you guys, you know, know me from skincare. And for that, I am grateful. And I also wish you didn't. <laughs> no, just kidding. I wish you didn't because fuck, I can't have good skin all the time. And it's just a lot of pressure that I put on myself probably for no reason. Because you guys are always so cute and supportive and being like, no girl, like be nice to yourself. Like you're beautiful no matter what, which is so kind. Uh, but again, it's so much easier to be kind and supportive and encourage other people to love themselves when when you're when you're looking in the mirror at your pimples it's it's kind of hard sometimes so hopefully we're all on this journey together if any of what i said today resonated with you give your girl a rating <laughs> did you like that that was a pretty fucking smooth ass transition if i do say so myself so yeah if you like me talking for 50 minutes in your ear um please 
let let a girl know. Please, please, please also feel free to suggest any topics or things you want me to cover on the podcast. I will be doing a lot of like uh, listener submission episodes. Probably my next episode is going to be the embarrassing story episode, which is so hilarious, guys. Like prepare yourselves. It is, it is, it's kind of vile. They're vile points. They are some, there's some raunchy points. It's just, it's a good one. So get ready for that. (laughs) And please, please, please leave me a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Just know that I love you guys so, so much. And I am so grateful that you're tuning into this. This is honestly so fun for me and it feels kind of therapeutic to be honest. Just blabbing at myself for an hour is really good for my mental health. So you know what? We love that. Okay. Hope you guys are having an amazing amazing day. Thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Lee.